My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone out there, and welcome to The Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's wonderful having you with me. I've got a great show for you today. If you are new, you'll know that we are Facebook. We are streaming live on Facebook Live at the moment, um, so you can join in on the on the radio on the uh, online radio the link is on my business page which is Domini Drew coaching consulting and speaking the link to the radio show is there or you're welcome to join me on Facebook and you're welcome to watch these later on YouTube uh, you're also welcome to join the conversation with me today on Facebook live if you're inclined uh, the number to call in if you would like to uh, enter your your opinion your thoughts your questions are going to be uh, the number is going to be 708-793-7769 and again that's 708-793-7769 so please feel free to come in and say hello give me a call let me know what your thoughts are you know the the work that i do is really designed to take you inward right to really look at you know what's what's happening in your life from a from a more enlightened perspective because the more enlightened your perspective the more empowered you are to actually create change in your life so if you're new to the art of attraction welcome thank you so much for joining me again my name is Domini drew and <clears throat> i specialize in helping single men attract life partners through personal and relationship coaching so what does that mean exactly so basically what what i specialize in is in the inner work that causes us to sabotage attraction dating and relationships okay so basically you know um you know the, the things that i'm working with are on a very deep level a lot of it is um it started from a young age from childhood often and it really just um you know it gets locked in there we have experiences when we're children that you know because our as as children our perspective is limited we're really only able to um, to draw certain conclusions based on such a limited life uh, lifetime and and um, the lack of uh, sort of the adult perspective that that um, we develop over time. So we draw these sort of false conclusions about the world, and what then happens is then we we keep them. Okay, they stay in our subconscious. So if, for example, you had you know you're a child of divorce and 
um, your parents, you know, broke up when you were five. Okay. And you were really struck by, um, you know, your, your father leaving. Right. And let's say that in that, that moment, that could have been your moment, um, wherein you decided men can't be trusted. Okay. And this is a subconscious thing. You sort of go, well, he left, you know, obviously men can't be trusted. The interesting thing is that if, uh, you know, two twins were in the same situation and parents uh, divorced when they were five, then each twin would have a, would, would draw a different conclusion. Okay. So it's not that, oh, when men divorce their families, children develop trust issues. Some certainly do. Um, some may develop issues around women because your, your mother didn't, you know, make him stay or, or something like that. But you know, really the perspective can change quite a bit on, um, you know, on, on how these, these, they're called images, how these images actually form. So the father leaves, right? Let's say that as a child, that was your, your belief system. That was what really struck you. So you decided men can't be trusted. Okay. So then you grow up, right? And what's happening is because it's, it's lodged in there, it's lodged in the subconscious. Um, you, you actually draw it to you. Okay. And the problem is that the, the deeper it is in the subconscious, the more potent that image is for you. And so what you'll do is you will find yourself attracted to people who prove you right. You will be drawn to men who betray you or who are legitimately untrustworthy and, you know, screw you over or take you for a ride or lie or whatever it is. Um, you will create that reality powerfully. So what I do is I help men look at dating from that perspective. Okay. So if you are single man and you're struggling to find, you know, a significant life partner. Okay. Well, you know, most people I've spoken to, they've already tried the, the, the dating scene, right? They've already tried online. They've, you know, so a lot of them have tried services. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're doing all the logical things to help them solve their problem, right? Well, um, you know, the, the problem is that it's not working. And the reason why it's not working is because this isn't a logical issue. It's not like, oh, you know, I, I can't get any dates and you're not looking for any, for example. Like that would be like, oh, well, that's a logical conclusion. Have you tried looking? They've tried all the logical things, you know, most smart people do. If we see that, you know, I want an, I really want an apple and I see an apple over there, I'm likely to get up and, and go get it. Basic logic, well, you know, isn't, it, that isn't the problem though, right? So they've, they've tried all of the, the things that make them, you know, that they, that they can think of, but they won't work because these unconscious images are happening in the subconscious that are just holding you back. I mean, they will absolutely... The, the problem is that, that the subconscious mind always, always wins over the conscious mind. It's much more powerful, much stronger. So, so you know, even if your conscious mind is like, yes, I'm ready to, to meet a life partner, your subconscious may be going, Mm-mm, don't do that because whatever it is that you've developed from, from childhood, right? So that's when these really start to you know, they cause problems and they've caused problems since childhood for absolutely every single person. Okay. There's no person on the planet does not have this short of a handful of enlightened beings. Um, so, 
so if there's ever something that you that you struggle with, this is always the way through. There's, it's, it can always be traced back to an image. So what we do in in you know the work that I do in my art of attraction course is um, is we we examine them. It's like great, something's holding you back. Let's find out what we go straight for it. You know, it's not about the symptoms. It's not about telling you. You know, sometimes I can attribute things like you know where to where to meet and and things to say and stuff like that. But I find in my experience, it's only about 5% of people who really need that. Here's an example. If what you're struggling with is um, approaching women, right? You get scared, you get anxious, you start overthinking, okay? If you then, um, you know, if you, if you, you know, then they'll come to me and they'll say, I don't know what to say when I attract a woman. I don't know what to say to, to get her interested. But it's a confidence issue. So like, okay, you know, how's your confidence? Okay, we identify that as confidence issue. Great. If I teach you words to say to a woman, it's not going to fix your confidence, right? You're still not going to have the confidence to go up and speak to her, even if you know the words, right? And even if you do that, the delivery is going to be off and she's going to be likely put off and, and, and pushed away unintentionally because, the, because you're, 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 they're lacking the confidence. But if you fix the confidence, you can go into any room and speak to any single person you want, no matter how incredibly beautiful or successful or stunning. doesn't matter. So you fix the confidence. Then if you walk up to a woman and your mind goes totally blank and you have no idea what to say, right? You don't have the words. If that was a literal problem, but you had confidence, and you'd walk up to her and be like, well, I had a very witty comment in my head that I was going to say to you. And I completely forgot. It just went out of my head, probably because you're so pretty or whatever. You know what I mean? But it's off the cuff. It's easy. There's an ease and a, and a you know, um, a, a confidence to it, an easiness to it um, because the confidence is there. So. So we tend to, you know, we look at the symptoms of a problem. I don't have the words. If I only had the words, I'd be fine. It's never the case, you know? Words aren't what, what attract women, right? I mean, I know there's, you know, there's pickup artist stuff out there and things like that, but we're talking about substantial relationships here. We're talking about real attraction, not tricking someone into bed. So if you have, you know, if you're, you know, if you're focusing on the words, it's, it's never the words, you know? It's not that you're not going out on enough dates. <laughs> right? There's something happening inside all the work needs to be in work. That is, I have done this for 15 years and that is absolutely the most effective, fastest, and most permanent method I've ever found. Um, not just an attraction in, in any area of your life, but of course I, I focus it in the, in the world of um, men's dating and relationships. Okay, so today um, what I'd really like to talk about is the concept of the real man. Okay. Uh, it came up to uh, somewhere in my life experience, I think maybe doing strategy sessions with, um, with potential clients. And so I, I talked to a lot of um, men who are single or in, who span a lot of areas in the world. Um, and, I, and I hear the problems and I'm always sort of taking notes. And, and it's interesting because people still use this term like a real man, real man. Um, but it's a very sort of sensitive, charged topic. Uh, phrase, I suppose, really just the phrase, um, you know, being a, being a real man. What does that mean, right? Um, 
So, so I want to talk a little bit about what that actually means. And it's an interesting, you know, as I was, as I was sort of exploring this um, as a topic for today's show, I started kind of researching around and, and, and looking at it. And, and I was really struck with how the definition has changed, right, over the last, let's even just say, you know, 70 or 80 years, you know, from World War II. Like that was a very different, a real man was perhaps somebody very different back then. Um, so, so what does that mean? Okay. Uh, any definition of a real man, you know, I have to say, I don't even use this term. Okay. This is not something it, it's got so much behind it now, um, that I don't even use it. Right. I don't even, I, I normally don't even say this, um, but people have sort of been brought up to me. And so I, I found myself rather intrigued. So, so what is a real man? Well, there are lots of definitions of that. Right. And a lot of them are very stereotypical and um, somewhat archaic. Okay. So they're all sort of stereotypes um, and they've got distortion in them. Okay. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, you're, you're, you have a belief that what a man should be. Okay. Again, that's another thing that, that develops in childhood. Okay. You see your man, it's your father, excuse me. Oh, that's what a man should be. Or you see your father who's not doing well, and you're like, that's not what a man should be. A man should be the opposite of that. But you have an idea of what men um, are or should be from childhood. Everyone's got, you know, some version of that. Uh, whether that's a major impact in their life or was a major trauma for them early on or not, that will vary, of course. So, so these stereotypes, they all have some sort of um, distortion. And again, there's so many that I just don't even use the term in real life. Um, but the one that's sort of stereotypical to me, and this is a lot of, a lot of today is, is going to be about my, my thoughts and my opinions. Um, oftentimes I try and keep it really kind of, uh, close to the teachings and I'm saying like, this is how it works because I've done this for a long time. And I've, you know, I can confirm that this is, um, this is accurate, right? I put my weight behind it. Today, I just really want to talk about like the way I see it, just sort of my, my personal opinion. Um, and also, and again, you know, if you if you're inclined to call in and and comment or give me your definition of a real man, then then please do. Don't don't be shy. Um, I'm all set up for that and and ready to hear your calls. So um, when I think of the sort of uber stereotypical okay real man thing, it's like um, it's very successful, it's handsome, strong. It's like no emotions, it's stoic. No crying, you know, that just like uber. Um, I don't want to use the mat word masculine because it's not what I associate with it. Just the stereotype. Okay. That super, you know, uh, overdone stereotype. Okay. Um, and this is tricky because, you know, these are these are carried over from past generations, um, which I'll, you know, I'll go into in just a minute. But um so often our, our fathers will hold these, like, oh, well, this is you know, a real man. And of course, each generation that changes, right? Um, which I think is why uh, typically the, the generation before doesn't tend to like the generation after. Um, because they're sort of, you know, they don't do things the same way and they're, they're more progressive or more whatever. So, um, but it changes, right? And these definitions, they change. So... The thing that another thing that I find really difficult about this is that men face having to fill this 
um, particular, you know, overt stereotype of, of what a real man is um, to be considered a real man. But then they also have to be the opposite, right? Because they're also expected to be sensitive, loving, able to compassionately express their emotions to their partner, empathetic to their wives. I mean, it's, it's, like a, it's a huge contradiction, really. And it's not only that, um, you know, it, it's, it, women have the same thing, right? It's like the virgin whore complex, right? It's like, you know, men want to, you know, a classy lady in the streets and then just like, just, you know, rough, raw, wild sex in, in, in bed. Um, but then they want to be chased, you know, around sort of everyone else. And so there's just, there's just no way, right? So you're kind of expected to be both things at once, which of course puts you in a hell of a situation. So, so why is this bad? I mean, okay, why is this bad? So many reasons. <laughs> Obviously, it's not useful. It's harmful to, to being authentically masculine, um, things like that. There are so many reasons why this is bad. Um, one is a, that that is it. It's a harmful to healthy masculinity. You know, it makes men think that if they're a healthy male who stands in their power um, and is able to really really you know, assert themselves in a, in a healthy, balanced way um, that, you know, they're not, if, let's say they're, they're able to feel their emotions in a really an authentic, um, genuine type of way, then that sort of disqualifies them from this, this stereotype, right? So again, it's an old version um, of, of, of what masculinity is considered to be um, built on somewhat archaic values really held by, by past generations. Um, it's carried over from a very different time. You know, world today is changing so fast that it's, you know, unrecognizable, but it's, it's significant just from one year to the next, really, and unrecognizable just a couple of decades to a couple of decades, which if you think of, you know, the span of time is just an absolute, um, you know, increasing uh, rate of acceleration. So, <clears throat> so, uh, so they're carried over from a different time. They're based on old ideas of masculinity, right? So for me, uh, the embodiment of this is Captain America, right? Captain America is like the, the Boy Scout of like <laughs> that generation. Like it's just, this is, you know, this is what a, a man should be. He goes off to war and he fights and he loves somebody, but he only loves one person. And he loves her for forever, even though she died, you know, 70 years ago or, you know, what it's like even... You know, they're, they're so loyal and they never talk about sex and, um, you know, always a, always a gentleman and run. I mean, it's just like, it's just, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of restriction. It's a lot of, um, you know, possibly not, not being super authentic. That being said, it was a little bit of a rougher time of life and stuff had to be kind of, you know, we live in a time now where, where there's a lot more um, support for being sensitive, you know, for both men and women. Well, I guess there's always been support for women doing it, but there is more support now for men. You know, the world's evolving, at least in some areas, of course, it's going to vary a lot over the world, but, you know, really the, the world's progressing pretty fast. Um, you know, there's at least, there's at least support where there perhaps wasn't any, or there's a lot more than there was back in World War II time. So the, the biggest problem with this, in, for me, my, my personal opinion, is that it limits what masculinity is. And that 
honest to God, if I think of it a certain way, is, is exactly why I got into my niche. Okay. My longing, my love in life is to teach men how to stand, um, you know, stand firmly and undefended in their masculine power. Right. You know, yeah, it's exactly right. They're, they're adaptive, you know, they're, they're smart, they're aware, they're self-aware, they're aware of others, things like that. Um, but without, so you're standing in your power, right? You're not denying that you're a man and you are a powerful being, right? Um, you can stand in that without being afraid of it and without being aggressive, without needing to force that on people. I can just stand here in it. You know, that's, that's ultimately the goal. We'll talk about, about that a little bit more later. Um, so it's, you know, so these, so another reason why it's bad, um, these are formed in distortions of what a man should be, right? So now we're deciding what you should be, and then we're criticizing you for not being it. Does that make sense to anybody else? <laughs> right? I'm going to decide what you should be, and then I'm going to expect you to be that. I'm not going to tell you about it, right? Because did anybody, anybody tell you men how to be men? Did anybody... <laughs> At least in any kind of uh, uh, healthy way, or probably what you guys heard was, you know, was rough. That's actually a great call out. If you, if there are any, um, you know, men who want to call in or want to comment um, and let us know what you grew up with as far as what a real man was considered to be, I think that would be really useful for a lot of listeners out there. So please feel free. Uh, again, that number is 708-793-7769. Um, yeah, tell me, tell me your stories about what was expected of you and uh, what you were told. That was a really good example. Um, <clears throat> so for me, the biggest distortion in this is that, um, you know, men are strong, right? And strong means, when they say that, strong means not crying or being emotional, right? Um, not having those sort of emotions, not letting yourself get vulnerable. And then if you do those things, then you're weak, right? So it confuses this, this definition of masculinity confuses vulnerability, um, sensitivity, and emotion with weakness. That's what, that's what, if you look at it technically, that's what's actually happening. And that's just wildly inaccurate, wildly inaccurate. It's, it's not based on anything except sort of the first view. It's like, oh, looks like, you have bigger muscles and so you're stronger and so that must be better, right? So it's just off, okay? Um, now, this also doesn't just apply to men, okay? The, the confusion of vulnerability and sensitivity with weakness is actually, um, uh, it's, it's a very common thing on, on both sides. I remember when I was uh, having a healing session, this was, let's see, Relatively early on in my career, and I've been doing this for about 15 years, so maybe, I don't know, 12 or 13 years ago, uh, only a couple of years in, and um, I was sitting, and we, she and I were just, were just facing each other, my, my, my healer, my coach at the time, and, and I, I made a comment, and she said, yes, I mean, you're, you're very sensitive, and I felt defensive, resentful. I didn't say it, but when you have sessions with energy healers, <laughs> good ones, very good ones, ones who have been properly trained, uh, they can see 
absolutely everything. So literally they just look kind of right through you. It's a little disconcerting. But when she, so, so she noticed my reaction. She said, what did you hear me say? And I looked sort of surprised because I thought that was obvious because we always think that what we hear is what was said and that's almost never the case. And I said, you said I was weak. And I didn't, at that point, I still didn't notice that there was any discrepancy. I had literally heard her say, you're weak. I mean, the, 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 Trans, the transformation of one word into another in my mind was so smooth and so unconscious that I didn't even realize I was making it, which is the whole point of this work, <laughs> right? I didn't, I didn't even know I had that belief. That wasn't something that ever like, you know, bothered me or I've always struggled with being called weak. No, none of that is true. It was just, you know, it's underneath there. So she said, um, she said, oh, that's not what I said. And I said, really? I mean, like, I was still shocked at this point. Really? Um, and she said, no. I said you were sensitive. And that's when I, I realized and I felt my, there's a, there's kind of a shift in awareness when you have it, when you um, challenge something, an, an unconscious belief, and your system has to kind of like recalibrate because it's held that for a long time. And it literally shifts, it literally shifts your, your physical body. My physical body has changed a lot through doing this work. Um, but, you know, and so I, I felt that sort of shift happen and I went, oh, oh, sensitive. And suddenly the word sensitive didn't seem negative to me. And it had absolutely felt negative before. So the whole thing just turned around in my head in that moment. And then I realized, I mean, this, this is all happening in like probably within about Five seconds is everything I'm describing right now when she said that. And then I saw, so the word sensitivity changed. I was like, oh, I saw the word sensitivity in a new way. And then I could feel myself feeling sensitivity in a different way in my body, um, like not being offended. And then I started thinking, oh, that actually sounds like a good thing as far as, you know, sensing energy and emotions and things like that. And I am highly, highly attuned to that type of thing. That's why I work in the area that I work. Um, or maybe it was a chicken and the egg thing, but either way, it's there. And so that, so that whole experience just shifted, but I, you know, I was, you know, a woman in my early twenties. Um, so, you know, I didn't grow up with any, you know, father, uh, impression of what masculinity is, anything like that. And I still carry that. So, you know, in doing this kind of work where you're really looking at, you know, what's happening there and really kind of trying to up your game just in life. Um, Try not to have any expectations. It's like, oh, oh man, so I must struggle with this, this, this. Maybe not. You know, you have to see what's there for you. Okay, it's going to be different for everyone. There's no, you know, the process can can get everyone there. The process that I teach, but each journey is unique. Is very much unique. It has to be because you are. Um. Okay, so why is this bad? It was a couple more of the same things. Pretty much makes men think that, you know, if they let themselves soften, then it would be a scene's weakness, which of course is what we say, um, which I was just saying. Um, and then, you know, I was thinking about it. And one of, the, one of the most unfortunate things to me about holding this kind of stereotype in your head is then they, they, they you lose out on all of the self-growth, all the potential self-growth that's gained from looking inward and really 
you know, really courageously facing one's emotions, you know, they lose out on the, the great experiences of releasing emotion or, or, or stress through tears, right? Which is for me personally, like one of my favorite ways to do it. You know, um, I have no, I used to have issues around, around crying. Nope, not anymore. Perfectly happy to do it. Uh, it feels great. Feels absolutely great. Um, you know, I'm really, uh, I, I really value the release, the energetic, emotional release that, that, that comes with tears, with really letting you go. So we've got a comment who just came in from, uh, from Michael. Thank you for writing, Michael. He said, dad was a product of his generation. Tough, academic, and two armed forces and an athlete. That's a lot of pressure. I'm much different. Sensitive vulnerable, empathetic, artistic musician. And it made for a difficult relationship since that wasn't what I should be. But I was close with two mothers. <laughs> I'm glad you had that. Glad you had that support there, Michael. That could have been, you know, hopefully softened that a little bit. But yeah, and especially, you know, little boys and their father, that's a very sacred relationship. You know, it's their job to, to teach you and they're doing the best they can. You know, as you know, as our um, our commenter just said, product of his generation, you know, um, tough, academic, you know, I'm, I'm smart, I'm fast, I'm, you know, I'm strong. It's like that's, that, that was what was valued. You know, there's no point holding a current day judgment to a time that was a different time, right? Um, which is, of course, not to say that it's okay. It's just, you know, I mean, it is okay. It is what it is. Um, which is not to say that it's not worth growing past it, of course. Um, you know, that can start with understanding why you know why it was that way in the first place so i'd like to share with you my definition of a real man <laughs> i don't normally do a whole lot of this where sort of i i give away kind of how uh, my my opinion or sort of how I, I feel about things um but uh but i, I was really quite interested in doing this and it, as i was writing this um you know writing a little bit for this for this show i i started getting curious i was like what is my definition you know, it's probably in there. Like, I'd like to think I don't have one, but like, it's probably in there if we're realistic about it, right? So, okay. So then, so then what's mine? If I've got a bias, if everyone's got a bias, then I'll just share mine, which is why I'm saying so many times that uh, this is my opinion and this is, you know, how I personally feel about it because, you know, you may have a different masculine idea of masculinity and that could be just as good. And that's great. It's really great. Good for you. Okay. So, um, so here's mine. So again, I don't really use that term, but, um, but here goes so my, my definition of a real man. So for me, self-awareness is one of the best qualities a person can have. It really is. Uh, so self-awareness was first on my list, uh, for a definition of a real man and, uh, and then sensitivity and awareness to others. Okay. So if you know yourself really well, but you can't, you know, sense others, like, um, people who are like, uh, quote unquote, on output all the time. Okay. Um, they're just always, oh, you know, they come in the room and they're, and they're going to talk to you about them and they're going to ask you a question, but you're not going to have long to answer because they're busy talking to you. <laughs> I have things I'm going to say. Um, you know, stuff like that. Um, and, and they're just on output. Like there's no receptivity, right? It's like everything is just push all the time. Um, whereas if you sort of soften and like come back into yourself and connect yourself, then you have space to like receive the other and let them in, right? But if you're always sort of like out in front, 
kind of managing things, then it's, it's impossible to receive. So, um, so yeah, sensitivity to others, awareness to others is, is very important. Um, sensitivity and awareness to me, awareness to me um, when I'm, you know, in a partner, it has a huge, um, it's a huge impact that matters to me a lot. Um, strong emotionally, right? Um, brave enough to explore his own psyche. Um, the, the kind of bravery <laughs> um, that I, I personally really value is the kind that, um, that I have, actually, um, which is the kind of courage where I'm, I'm just willing to go towards the places of discomfort because I understand that, you know, I'm sorry, I mean, I mean mentally, right? So in my, in my work, in my self-exploration, things like that, I'm willing to dive in, you know? I'm very brave about that kind of thing. Um, so, so that has served me well in this, in this work, right? Because I see something where I'm like, hmm, there's resistance over there. Something makes me not want to go to that part of my brain. So I'll go straight there because <laughs> I know that's where the transformation is going to take place. Also, that's a great habit to get into. Okay. If there's any way that you can um, develop that habit, follow the discomfort. It's like, well, what I don't want to do today is, you know, job search, get on it, you know, face the resistance, see what it's about. That's the fastest way to, to grow and get through it. Um, strives for self-improvement I had on my list. Um, that matters to me. Um, a man who, who is interested in bettering himself doesn't necessarily, you know, have to do with ambition or success or a job or anything like that. Um, but, but self-improvement, I want to be better. I want to grow more. Desire to grow, I think, may be better than, than self-improvement. Um, secure in himself. That's a big one. That's a big one. Um, you know, uh, uh, insecurity or, you know, um, you know, worrying things like that, which is not to say uh, sensitivity. You know, sensitivity is, is fabulous. I love that. That's, that's on my list. Um, you know, but that's sort of, you know, self-secure. They love themselves. That's what it really is. You know, and honestly, that's the that's only work I ever teach, to be honest. You know, loving yourself. Here's how to love yourself. And when you love yourself, oh, let me tell you what, everybody else loves you. Oh my God, I've experienced it to such a profound um, degree that I would stand behind it anytime. It's extraordinary. It's what I built my entire business on. You know, I'm going to teach you how to really make yourself attractive, you know, how to radiate. So that like a magnet, people are drawn to you, which is honestly a lot of times it's happened with me. You know, I've done this work for a long time. And I, at, at some point during that process, I shifted and my self-esteem, which was garbage before, um, went, you know, it was, became through the roof. You know, I used to, uh, my, my daily outlook was incredibly positive now. It was incredibly negative before. Um, and you know, the, the, the self-talk, the voice in my head, uh, insecurity, I hated my body. Um, I didn't think anybody would really love me. I wanted to force them to do so, you know, because I was worried they wouldn't on their own. I mean, it's just, it was just a mess. Right. Um, but now, you know, it's, it's, it's this whole different, this whole different way of, of being, right. Um, so the security, I mean, that's, that's, you know, being self-secure, that is incredibly attractive. I think 
Um, I suspect that that is actually why people think that um, women like assholes, because the sort of nice guy thing, and I've gone into the nice guy in another episode, it's complete bullshit. I've broken the entire thing down. <laughs> I will probably do so again at another show because it's so prevalent. Um, but it's, it's, it's not a thing. Okay. Um, if you're secure in yourself and you don't need me, there's a lack of desperation, then, you know, that's when that starts to happen. Okay. We got a call coming in. So let's do this. Hello, Caitlin. Whoops, hello. Oh, missed it again. Okay, I had it. It was there. I swear I'm fixing my problems about, uh, about answering calls. Um, <laughs> I apologize for this. Um, <clears throat> hopefully, uh, we will have that caller call back. Uh, if you are still listening, caller, please feel free to call back. Um, and meanwhile, I will uh, go on. So we have a picture, uh, question here on uh, Facebook Live. How much of these characteristics do you think are inherent or learned? Um, okay, huh. that is such an incredibly good segue. Okay, I will come back to this. Uh, let, me, uh, let me contact our caller here. Hello, is this Caitlin? Hi, you're on the air. Yes, of course, I would love that. Oh, no, you're great. I just want to make sure everybody was hearing. Uh, is everybody hearing? Uh, can everybody hear Caitlin out there? Can somebody send me a, a note in the text box to make sure? Caitlin, go ahead. Uh, no, it's all you. Go ahead. I can hear you. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well done, champ. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for calling in. Bye. So that's a really, that's a really interesting story. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for calling in. Um, that's really, uh, that's a, that's a great example. You know, he's a, he's a detective, he's around, you know, that sort of, um, somewhat archaic or old fashioned stereotype of masculinity a lot, you know, it's not like you can just walk in there and with a, you know, flower crown and, you know, get pissed off when it's not received. It's like, it's, it's, it's kind of a, there's like a bro, <laughs> you know, connection there. Right. Um, and so, you know, so he's, he's at that job, he's a de- detective for many years, and then he, re- he retires and he can all of a sudden be softer with his, with his daughter, you know? Um, and a lot of it is circumstances and the situations in which you place yourself. And that's why the awareness is so important, because if you're aware of it, then you can change your situation, you know? If you've been a, a cop for 10 years and you know that this is just kind of how you have to be around cops and it's important to you to really be able to open your heart a little bit or, you know, be softer, be more authentic. That's a sign for a career change. Start looking, you know, take care of yourself, create the life you want. Tell the boys at the, the firehouse, at the police station that, you know, it's time for a career change and do the masculine thing and then, you know, get out of there and be, find a place in an environment where you can be more authentic, you know. Um, that was great. It's a really good example. Um, so, so Jason asked earlier on the, uh, on the Facebook live, how much of these characteristics do you think are inherent or learned? Jason, I assume that you're talking about my list of what I, um, my opinion of, of a real man. Um, if there's, uh, if there is a, so it's, it's interesting you should ask that because I was about to say the exact same thing, you know, um, all of the things that I included in my definition of where a real man kind of is, the phrase throws me off every time, um, about healthy masculinity is, um, is, is they're all learned. Okay, so if you can hear, I'll, and I'll read through them again. I had self-awareness, 
sensitivity and awareness to others, strong emotionally, brave enough to explore his own psyche, strives for self-improvement, secure in himself, comfortable in his own skin. Okay? All of those things, every single one of them, are all skills that anyone can attain without sacrificing their authenticity. Period. In fact, authenticity should be on there. That should be the last one. I'm going to add it in. Authenticity. <laughs> right? Being, being who you are. And, and that comes back to bravery. That can be scary as hell. Being who you really are. Risking, you know? Because you're, you know, you're putting it all out there. If, you know, if you, you worry that if it gets rejected, that it really means that you're unlovable. I mean, this is shit that we're carrying around in our head all the time. Every day. Right? But the things that I, that I look for you know, are skills, you know, authenticity can be gained. That's what I teach people, right? Self-awareness, awareness of others, right? Um, so self-improvement, security, authenticity, comfortable in your skin. Like these are all things that if you practice this awareness and you, you know, if this is the practice that will, this, this is naturally what you will become. So it's interesting that that's kind of my ideal. Like I'm, just, I'm helping people who have a similar ideal to get there, right? I, I have the way to do that now. After 15 years, you know, this is the kind of man you want to be in order to attract, the, you know, a high quality female, then great. This, this is the way forward. You know, the work I teach is, is it. It's the definition of it. So, you know, the, the secret to achieving this um, really involves, doesn't involve changing who you are at the core, okay? So all of this, these aren't, these aren't things you're born with. And if you just don't have it, it's like, uh, you know, like attractiveness. Oh, well, if I were just more beautiful, then I wouldn't be single. Well, by that logic, no one beautiful would ever be in a relationship. Okay, so maybe it's something else, right? Maybe it's something within your control. Okay, and all of these things are, you know, becoming a real, you know, a, a real man, a real gentleman, right? Quality, um, you know, 21st century and more enlightened male. This is, this is the way forward, right? None of that, that's a skill. If you are a truly, you know, enlightened gentleman man, boy, it does not matter if you were pretty in the face or not. If you love yourself and you feel secure and you're working through your stuff, then you will radiate that magnetism and women are all over you. I am, works on me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so none of these things that I'm, that I'm describing here involve changing who you are at the core. It, it actually involves meeting your core. Look inward. Your relationship with yourself is the only relationship that you're going to have for the rest of your life guaranteed. Get to know yourself. It's not as scary as it looks like it's going to be. Okay? Meet your core. Learn who you are. Find and express your true, authentic voice. And for me, that's, that's the key to the real man in my book. Okay. And honestly, you know, what I've seen in my experience is that this is the kind of man that strong, conscious, high quality women want, you know, it's inner strength, not stoicism that, that turns them on. You know, they want to see that, that man who's strong in himself. And it's not like you, you, you should be already. It's just that there is a way forward, right? It's like, you know, even if you, you know, don't want a relationship and you just want to be a, a, a happier man, then this is still, you know, inner strength. You know, and you don't have to be a, a naturally strong person. You might be very, you know, shy and soft and sensitive and maybe dedicating yourself to that, being that authentic, um, being that authentically, 
may be your inner strength. So don't confuse strength with muscles as I'm saying that word. Okay. This is about braving knowing yourself, you know, committing to becoming that man that that high quality woman wants. Because if that's what you want, that's how to get it. So how do you reach for that yourself? I was already there. I'm ahead of myself. Looking inward. Okay. Big one. Right. Um, look inward. Here's a good exercise. Ask yourself what story you tell yourself about real men. Okay. And where are you compared to them? Okay. Do you think that you're already what you consider to be a real man? You know, do you wake up, do you wake up in the morning and think, mm-hmm, I'm going to face this day like a real man. <laughs> I don't know why you would think that. That may not be that accurate. I'm not really sure. But <laughs> I think if you think that, 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 I don't know, that might be something weird. <laughs> but when you're posed with the question, what story do you tell yourself about masculinity? Oh, real men are stronger. Real men are covered in women. Real men are younger, faster, better. They're just better than I am. What story do you tell yourself about masculinity? And ladies, if you're watching, ask yourself the same question. There is no gender bias here, okay? Some people have issues around men. Some people have issues around women. Usually people have issues around one or the other. Stuff picked up in childhood. It's natural. So what is the story? What is the story that you tell yourself? You know, real men are, are uh, you know, are, are that sort of stereotype. Or maybe you are a little superior or a little detached. Ugh, real men. People who use terms like real men are so unevolved. Hmm. Okay. So you're judging the people who seek to be real men by the old definition. Okay. What's that judgment about? Why do you feel the need to judge them? Turn it inward. There is nothing that cannot be turned inward. Okay, if you're judgy and you're hearing this and you think, that's stupid, I don't need this. Everybody knows this. Look inward. Where is this coming from? What's behind it for you? If, if, the, if the level you're at is, is boring you, you need to go deeper. Okay, if you're bored in the class, the gym, you need more weight. Up your game. Go to your level. I could teach a beginner class to people who are incredibly advanced and, and it would be incredibly deep and transformative. There's no, like, this is not the same as knowledge. Okay, this is awareness. It's different. Knowledge is thoughts, facts, right? Things you store in your brain. That's easy, right? The old, gener- the, the old real man could do that because it doesn't involve, you know, really stepping in and being authentic and vulnerable. I mean, it's life. Life creates vulnerability. It does. Vulnerability is a part of life. You can try and whatever it is people try and do, cover it up, push it away, um, uh, avoid it, freeze, you know, harden your heart so you don't have to feel it. I mean, we all have very good methods. 
very good methods. Some of the defenses that I see are just stunning. It's beautiful. <laughs> Fortresses, French chateaus with moats, the psyche version of those inside people's heads. <laughs> right? We'll do, we'll do anything to, to get away from that pain. Right? Or, or those risks of what we think might happen. Okay? So, so if, you're, if you're finding yourself doing that, then come to a deeper level. Go, go to the next level. The same information, a level down. What does that mean? How does it, how does it feel for me? Okay, so find your story. What is your story around real men? Are you one? Do you like them? Do you not like them? Do you judge them? Do you revere them? Any of which is fine. Okay, um, that leads us kind of into the next one, which is explore, you know, any inner issues that you may have around men or masculinity or what it means to be a man. Okay, if you have zero, um, you're sitting there just perfectly comfortable in your skin listening to this, no problem, no defense, you're not defensive, you're not frozen, you're not numb, you're just like, nope, none of this is an issue for me. Great, do it with women. Explore inner issues that you may have around women, femininity, and what it means to be a woman. Oh, well, women should be subservient. Women should never be subservient. Women should be strong. Women should be uh, soft. Women should be, you know, independent. Women should be dependent. I mean, it's all over the map. There's not one that's better than any other, truly. Um, but it's very common, okay? Um, I have spoken to a lot of people who, if you pull the layers back, they hate women. Hate women. That's okay. Other people hate other things. It's not that that's that's a very charged thing in today's in today's uh, sort of social climate. But in this world of reality and awareness, it's it's the same as being you know as as hating men. And I know a lot of women who hate men. And it goes, it goes the same way, too. I know a lot of men who hate men, who really struggle with men, right? Of course, that's the exercise I just gave you. Um, and, and it's fascinating. You know, they, they feel guilt for their masculinity. And, you know, because, it, because it's, it, it's, it can be misused, of course. Anything can be misused. But again, this is a charged social climate. Um, and so women's issues are, are, are very up, right? And that's, you know, not unreasonable. <laughs> um, so, so, but for this, you know, you know, it, it's not better to deny your masculinity, is it? Right? Again, this is about standing in your power in a way that is healthy, undefended, assertive, right? Um, but not aggressive and, and relaxed, right? It's like, instead of like, Holding, holding your shoulders or like sort of holding your body the way it is. It's like just like firmly, like grounding, standing strongly and then letting your shoulders fall. You know, let yourself stand. You're, you're strong in your core and then your shoulders fall away. Right. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing that, that that kind of shifts when you shift your posture, right? You stand up a little bit more if, you're, if your chin is up and then there's this sort of pillar of strength when it's sort of on your spine, the center of your body, and then the rest of it can just relax because it's held there. It's, it's a little bit the same way. You know, it gets you to the point where you can, you can comfortably and confidently stand in your masculinity and not feel like you're threatening anyone or like you're threatened by it, by your own, right? 
So, you know, explore any issues that you may have around, um, around men, around masculinity, around your image of what men should be, what men are supposed to be, right? And then a last exercise, and this is an incredibly valuable one, write out what a real man is to you, right? Write out your own definition. It may look differently than mine. That's totally fine. Mine doesn't matter. What matters is yours because yours is what you're carrying around in your head all day long, right? Mine is just like information, which by the way, as a side note, is why I don't give a whole lot of, of advice because what people will tend to do is they'll take, you know, what I say, you know, and by advice, I mean, you know, if you come to me and you say my relationship is, uh, my, my marriage is, is rocky and I say you should get divorced or I say you shouldn't get divorced telling you what to do is what I mean by advice. Obviously I'm offering you exercises and, and advice being offered, but the way I mean it when I say it is like, a, I'm going to tell you what to do. Okay. Um, because then I, I'm not in your marriage. I don't know if you should leave your wife or not. How on earth would I have that information? You know, you don't even have that information. You've been in the marriage for however long you're coming to me about. Right. So, so so, you know, my opinion doesn't matter. That, that is irrelevant, okay? And, and for me to tell you specifically what to do with your, with your life would be arrogant and potentially inaccurate to such an extreme degree that it just wouldn't, I would just, I would never do it. Plus, that disempowers you. You don't need me to tell you what to do. You need me to connect, me, connect you with yourself so that you know what to do and that I can do. And then, boom, the answer's right there. You know what? This relationship's over. Or you know what? I'm not quite sure. I'm going to give it another month. Okay. Right? So, so my definition of masculinity isn't important at all. It doesn't matter. What matters is yours. Okay? Write it down. Don't just think on it. Do the exercise. All right? You may be surprised, but you find. And there's a difference. There's a, really a difference in whether or not it's written. Okay, the energy is different. The intention is different. It clarifies it in a certain way. Um, an example of this is there's um, an exercise that I have where um, if people have a lot of negative thoughts going on in their head, then I will instruct them to speak them. Just say it. Just say what you're thinking. I mean, if you know, if you're alone, right? Let's say you're alone, and or you're, um, you know, you see someone you want to date on on Tinder or whatever. You see an attractive woman, and you go, and your your voice says. She would never be interested in me. Say that shit out loud. It changes when you say it out loud. Okay? So re, so like, say it. Say it. That woman would never be interested in me. And then breathe. <laughs> okay? Because when it's, you say it, it starts sounding a little silly. At the very least, you'll go, I mean, I guess I don't know that for sure, you know, at the very least, you know, but if you're working with me, which of course these people are by now, then they've already been trained to, you know, what reactions to look for and, and which ones to disregard. So when they have that, when they're sort of like, oh, they sort of say it and they go, I haven't even met her. How do I know if you want, you know? So, so it, it really, it shifts it the way you carry it in your awareness. That's a really good exercise. I highly recommend that. Um, and, and you really may be surprised about what you find in this, in this type of thing. Um, it's a, it's a self-sabotaging attitude to assume that you know it all. So be highly aware of that. Okay. Um, assuming that you know what you think, 
assuming that you don't have any of the things that I'm talking about, assuming that, um, you know, you're the exception. You're not. You're not. You're human. Your psyche works the same way all the other humans do. Again, with the exception of a few incredibly enlightened beings. Right? Um, and by a few, I mean, like, less than 10 on the whole planet. You know, type of thing. Like, there's, I don't know, I may have made that number up. But something like that. So, yeah, so really let yourself be surprised. You know, you, you, you may be shocked at what you find. That's interesting. Okay, I never knew that I had issues around men and masculinity. You know, I've never had any, you know, so, so don't, don't filter this with your conscious mind. Because, again, your conscious mind is not where the problem lies. And if that's not where the problem lies, then it cannot be fixed there. Right? You cannot solve a problem with the mind that created it. You need to be on a different level. You need to shift that so that you can see the problem with the perspective that will actually give you the solution, okay? Otherwise, you're just banging your head against a brick wall repeatedly, surprised when you have a headache and you still have the same problem afterwards, okay? (laughs) Which is what a lot of the people that I work with do. They come to me and bless it, they are in one state or another of just total uh, headbanging into the wall <laughs> type of state. And this will get you out of that. Okay. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me. I uh, thank you so much for your comments. Thank you callers for calling in. And I will see everyone in the next episode. If you are watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe. I would love to have you. And you're welcome to follow my page, Dominique Drew, coaching, consulting, and speaking, or send me a friend request on Facebook. I'm available. So if you have difficulties or you have questions, please feel free to reach out. And if you'd like to find out more, check out dominiedrew.com forward slash hello. And that will take you to a video that I've written, uh, I created about what I do and how I work, and will allow you to create a uh, schedule an appointment to speak with me or my team on the phone and we'll we'll see what we can do there's always help all right everybody have a great week and i'll see you soon take care Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.